So we finally got some direct answers on a question we've been asking on this pinball podcast for a few weeks now. And I want to say it was really awesome again to go on the flipping out stream on Twitch last night and join Ken and Bill. Uh, we had Joe Katz. We had Eric. We had Keith from Jersey Jack Pinball. We had many of you on there as well engaged in a streaming of Willy Wonka. Now, this episode, I have to say, I've been going back and forth. I even woke up at four in the morning. I wrote down a bunch of notes and thoughts that were in my head that I, that I want to share with you because I've been now in a tug of war with myself over this game. And I know a lot of you out there also go through similar feelings about a pinball machine when it comes to one very simple question. Do I want to buy this machine? Do I want to own this machine? And I want to say before I give you my impressions of what we heard last night and my opinions and my reactions to it all, I want to say a couple things. First and foremost, I want to thank Ken and Zach and everyone out there who puts on the flipping out uh, pinball stream on Twitch. And I'll tell you why. Because I think that format actually got us some really, really direct answers. And I want to thank Ken uh, in particular for asking the tough questions directly to the people in the room he's with. It's not easy. It is not easy when you interview someone to go right at them with the question that's on all of our minds. And the reason why I want to say thank you for that because I think it gave us some very valuable information that will help many of you out there uh, figure out whether or not this is the game for you. And And I feel like this question has been... Uh, been, we've been circling around it, but now we have an answer. And, and you get to hear directly um, why they why the game is the way it is, okay? So I'm going to play that for you in a minute. Um, so I want to thank them for doing that. Because without that medium, I don't really think you get uh, that kind of answer. I also don't think you get the answer uh, as candidly as you would. Because you're putting someone on the spot. I mean, they're basically on live television asking them a question. Right, And so then they give their answer. And here's what's great about it. They can't go back. They can't edit out the answer. They can't change the answer. They can't say, hey, can we record that again? All that stuff can take place when you do a podcast. But when it's on live TV, uh, you have to make sure uh, you know your answer is the one you want to give because it's going to be captured live for people to react to. And this is why, just for the record, this is why whenever... Uh, companies and brands go on live TV to answer questions about products, there's oftentimes a lot of training and a lot of, I won't say it, but I'll say it, like rehearsing that goes into some of these answers because if you give an answer that is a little wishy-washy, it could have negative impact on the product you're trying to sell. And I'll let you be the judge of whether or not you thought the answer was satisfactory. So I want to thank them for putting the stream on. You know, yesterday was an interesting day. Uh, it was an interesting day because I woke up and I listened to the Slap Save Pinball podcast, a really, really good episode in which Jason, uh, the host, uh, was talking with Zach Many, and they were debating Willy Wonka, and Jason was articulating to Zach why he is canceling his Willy Wonka order, and I just recommend you listen to it, and they go back and forth, and a lot of the reasons that Jason gave for canceling the game 
are some of the issues we've had or we've brought up on this show as a reason why we're hesitant. And I have to say, it's hard for me. It's hard for, for me. For those of you who listen to this show and follow my opinions on pinball, you know how excited I was when I first played this game. I mean, my excitement was just oozing out. I couldn't wait to drive back from Jersey Jack and say how much fun I had flipping the game. And since then, you know, the one thing I've been waiting to see is just the code to connect with the movie that I love in, in the way that I thought was so easy to achieve. And I think since that period, since that honeymoon period of being one of the first people in the world to flip the game, I've continued to look and search for something I really wanted to see in the game. And I think last night I finally got the answer of whether or not it will deliver that to me. And you might be like me and be looking for some of that stuff or you might it might not be important to you. Okay. Now, I want to say before I go and air what we heard last night, I want to say this, and this is a little bit of like a disclaimer that we talk about frequently, which is make up your own opinion about every pinball machine. The opinions I'm about to express on this show are mine and mine alone. Uh, so do not, do not only listen to what I say and then make a decision based upon my opinions. Now these opinions I do think reflect others out there and I think hopefully when I give you my opinions about what we heard and where I think the game is hopefully you'll feel that I at least tried to be constructive and give some thoughtful feedback that this isn't some like emotional reaction like I wake up the next day and I'm like I'm out on Willy Wonka screw this game they totally messed it up once again Jersey Jack Pinball always has to find something wrong to do in the game no it's not like that at all okay all right, so we finally got an answer to the question that's been on all of our minds and can ask Joe Katz directly, will we see more clips in the game in which the voice is synced up with the video the way we do with the Wonka Vader multiball? And I want to air for you uh, his response to that direct question right now. And Joe, if you don't mind, we'll, we'll get this question out of the way for the evening. Um, do you see more clips synced with voices like we do uh, see during the Wonkavator multiball? Do you see that as a as an option in code going forward? Um, you know, this seems to come up a lot, and well, yeah, it comes up a lot. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, like, when you're playing the game and you're in a mode, and the mode is a 30 second loop of four second brief clips tied together, strung together. Yep. People are saying they want it to be synced, but really what you're going to end up hearing is like blah, 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 cut off, blah, 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 cut off. It doesn't really make sense to be syncing those particular clips together. Okay. Why not have speech from that scene that sets the scene that makes you kind of feel like you're in that scene when you're focusing on the ball anyways? Right. Yeah. When you're at a point in the game where the ball has been held and it's stopped somewhere and you get to look up for a second, such as Wonka Vader multi-ball, that makes sense to sync the clip to the audio because it's, you're, you're able to see it. it it's, it's that moment in time where you can get a chance to kind of look up to appreciate this, the synchronization of the clip with the audio. Right. And otherwise it's just a big mess. Okay. Basically. What about song assets? I mean, will we see like here, Veruca consult singing a song or that sort of thing? Well, hey, you know what? Take your turn, man. I, I'm like, you have 4,000 points. Come I on, man. I don't need to be distracting <laughs> you right now. We, can, we can revisit that when you come back. 
but they don't revisit that question and we never did hear are we going to hear the songs from the kids uh, like they are sung in the movie put into the game now i want to talk about what joe katz said there because he is basically saying we didn't do this because it would be blah 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 cut off blah 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 cut off and it would be a mess now i don't understand that answer and i and i want to explain why because i'm playing a game every day in which when the mode starts you see a cycle of clips go that are about two to three seconds long not even that long in which it takes you through the scene in the batman tv show and it's not blah 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 skip blah 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 skip it just nicely pulls you through the scene with the clips and the mode that you're in connected and all of it's connected and if lyman sheets can do it and if he can do it in batman which contains so many clips and and let and when you do it in batman when the mode starts while the mode's going the way he did it and i think joe katz should really hop onto a batman 66 and see how it's done you, you know it's not like the ball's frozen when the clips are playing with the video and the sound going together uh it's always going on while you're in the mode and even if you're still looking down and here's the thing when you're still looking down at the gameplay and focusing on your shots it's still nice to know if you glance up while you're hitting your shots in that mode that the clips are there with the audio. It doesn't look awkward. It doesn't look weird. It's nice to know they're there. And if you want to you know, quickly glance up, they're there. So I don't understand why he gives this answer, uh, why he gives this answer about like how it would be a total mess in which the very game that I think people are saying is one of the best coded games out there, Batman 66, did it and did it so well and actually showed them how to do it. Okay, so yeah, I mean, that's his answer. And so people were still coming into the stream later on and asking the same question because it's a question a lot of us have. And here's what happened the second time it was brought up. Yeah, the gun at uh, Kaneda did ask the uh, synchronization question, and, and Joe addressed it. So you can replay the chat, or Joe, I don't know if you want to rehash it one more time. It's it, Essentially, it, uh, right now, it, it's just kind of the experience lends itself well where you're not really able to take in both at the same time anyhow, right? Or It's just, it's pretty much what you see is what you get at this point. Yeah, right. I mean, if you don't like it, that's fine. I appreciate the candid answer from Joe Katz. I really do. And I have to say that I don't like it. I don't like the way they decided to do muted clips throughout the game without the voices there. And I also don't buy this notion that we're not capable of looking up and quickly enjoying a clip from the movie with video and voice together and then continue on our pinball experience. Right, because we've seen it done before, and we've seen it done before in Jersey Jack games before. We've seen it done before in Wizard of Oz. We've seen it done before in The Hobbit. And so why now are we taking one step forward and two steps back with the latest Jersey Jack release? There's always something that they do that just makes me scratch my head. And I have to say, this seems to be, is this like the Achilles heel of this game for some people now. And I've always said it, you know, they always find new ways to just make one big head scratching decision that sometimes I think makes people uh, unsure of whether or not they wanna own the game. 
And look, I just want to just take a little bit of a pause and say, play the game and, you know, see if it it works for you. Um, You know, these answers are their answers. And that's, and I really am happy that they gave us direct answers. I, I, you know, I didn't want to keep waiting and waiting and waiting months and months and months um, and watch endless streams of the game. Uh, That's the answer. And I'm glad that they said in a definitive way, it is, you know, what it is, you know, this is it. You know, what you see is what you get. That is the name of this podcast. What you see is what you get. Now, because they've said that, what does that mean? Does that, is that a, is that a finite thing, right? Is that definitive? Because the other thing I keep hearing, and I have to say this, it's a little bit of like a JJP apologist approach in which people will say, well, Jersey Jack, will they'll get it right. They'll, they'll, they'll put it in. I mean, have they ever let us down before? And I hear that all the time. Have they ever let us down before? Like they've, they've always continued to polish their games and polish their code. And the answer is yes, they have continued to make their games better. But when I hear them say stuff like this, it is, you know, what you see is what you get. That does not leave me feeling confident that they will implement these changes. And even when I hear Joe talk about it, I mean, you can hear it in his voice. He's a little bit annoyed. He's like perturbed. He's like bummed out that people want to see that in the game. All right, so I want to share with you some things that I just jotted down last night at four in the morning. Okay, and I just want to share my opinions. And then I will give you my overall assessment of of, of what my feelings are on the game. I, you guys are probably maybe a little bit sick and tired of me talking about Wonka, but you can't blame me. I mean, a New Jersey Jack game is a milestone experience. I was super excited. If anyone talked a lot about this game and hyped people up, it was me. There's no other news going on in pinball. So this is the hot story of the summer so far, right? Okay. So here's my take on this. All right. And this is what I wrote down. First and foremost, and this is what you hear when you hear them talk about the game over and over and over again. This game was designed for location play. They keep saying that. They wanted a game that had short ball times, was reliable, everything an operator would love. You know, even down to the casino like sounds that would for sure stand out on location. You know, the left outlane drain is brutal in this game. Brutal. If you watch streams, I mean, that left outlane, brutal. And it's shipping from the factory without the post there. So there's a post you can put in, and they keep saying it. You know, if you want to play at home and go deeper into the game, you should put the post in. But the fact that the designer set it up default without that post there really shows that the target for this game are the operators, not homeowners. So now, you know, homeowners that, you know, they will need to put the post in, but they're going to feel like they're cheating. I don't know about you, but I always feel like when you change the game in terms of posts from factory settings, it feels a little bit like you're putting the game on easy. And I don't think home buyers and home users want to feel that way. Okay. Okay. So I know it doesn't matter to everyone. Okay. But I think, you know, this game from the very beginning was engineered for location play. Now, I heard someone say, you know, every game from the Bally Williams era was designed for location play. And that's true. It was, you know, but, but I will say this, when they start going over the rules in this game, it doesn't feel like immediately intuitive. You can't just stand up to the game and, and, you know, figure out the three major things you need to do. It's not as simple as Bally Williams games were to get into uh, back in the day. All right. But here's my biggest point. And, and this was the one 
that really, really, really was on my mind. And sort of, you know, I list, I watched the stream for an hour last night. And after hearing what Joe said, I just had this, this feeling that I couldn't shake. And I want to share with you, this is my overall opinion about what their decision was and how I, you know, my response to it. And it's this. The job of the coder, software engineer, and designer of a pinball machine that's based on a beloved theme like Willy Wonka is to jam as much of the theme into the pin as they possibly can, not remove stuff as they see fit. Hearing Joe Katz discuss how he decided not to give the clips audio was either total PR spin because they don't have the rights, or one of the worst decisions I've seen a coder make when it comes to theme integration. Now, because we see the clips happen sporadically at random moments, like the Wonka Vader multiball, I think we also see it when it says, you lose, sir, in the, uh, in the uh, Willy Wonka office wizard mode, they had the rights to use the clips with the audio, okay? So it was a design decision. So him saying it wouldn't work, would get repetitive, and that you don't have time to play and see what's happening on the screen, I feel is nonsense. Lyman Sheets did it and created a masterpiece in Batman 66, but it couldn't be done here in Willy Wonka. And why does Jersey Jack Pinball have this huge screen that we are being told not to pay attention to it now? right? We can't put the clips with the audio in there because you know, you're not going to be looking up and paying attention to it. You're playing the game. Then why give us a 27-inch screen that you're packing in so much information and the easiest thing for me to glance up and enjoy, not all those little things that are too hard to figure, focus on, but a full screen version of my, one of my favorite movie clips playing for me while I'm shooting the lights in the game that correspond to the mode I'm in in the pinball experience, all right? All right, right? The easiest thing to quickly look up, up, sorry, the easiest thing to quickly look up and appreciate, right, is an iconic scene you already know and love. But now you look up and you see this muted scene. It's frustrating, it's weird, and downright, I feel the wrong approach. Again, imagine playing a game like Batman 66 or Star Wars or Guardians of the Galaxy, okay? Take any Wizard of Oz, Hobbit. Imagine all of those great games in which when you looked up at the screen, everything that went with video was muted. And that's what's happening here in Willy Wonka right now. All right? Another thing I said, when asked again and again about the clips getting sound, which is something I feel all buyers clearly want, Joe responded, what you see is what you get. All right. And as a buyer, I'm here to tell them, you know, this is my money. This is your money. And if buyers want something that they can clearly put into the game, you don't dismiss that feedback and say, what you see is what you get. You listen to the feedback of the people who want to buy your game. You make those changes if you can. You at least respond in a way that keeps the door open, that you're gonna take into consideration what people might wanna see implemented into the game and it may come down the road. You at least, you at least 
give the notion that there might be hope that all of our collective feedback will reach the shores of Jersey Jack Pinball and they will listen to us. And if any company has listened to its customers in the past and made positive changes to their games, it's been Jersey Jack Pinball. But I get the sense now with this game that they're sort of done with that approach and what you see is what you get, which is what they told us. Okay. The other thing I wrote is, you can't go backwards. When it comes to theme integration, they gave people what they wanted in Waz and Hobbit. We all thought Pirates of the Caribbean was a lesson learned and that Wonka would give us theme integration in spades. I should not have to use pure imagination to experience the Wonka movie I love in the pinball game. Willy Wonka is perhaps the easiest movie ever to translate over into pinball, and they somehow managed to mash it all up to the point where the film is now presented more as a mashup than a game about going through the chocolate factory. Let's take the Wonkatonia mode. What makes that scene so powerful is the creepy song and the creepy imagery that scared us all as kids. And now, with 50 years later, JJP is telling us they didn't want to use that creepy imagery because it would scare kids. What is going on? Should we remove Obi-Wan Kenobi from dying because it might make some kids cry? You know, that is an iconic scene. And, and we remove it now. So you remove the creepiness that everyone grew up. And, you know, I, I, I just think that's a, a big mistake. The other thing I was writing was like deep rule sets combined with very short ball times makes no sense to me. You're basically jamming a ton of stuff into a game that most people will never see. Collecting all five golden tickets on three balls seems like getting to pure imagination will be as hard as getting to Valinor. I know, I know, play better is what everyone's going to say. But I keep watching these streams and, and it seems like even like really, really seasoned players aren't getting very far into it. Uh, but then again, here's, here's my counterpoint though. And I'm going to say this. I went over and I watched Jack Danger play Willy Wonka. And Jack Danger, not only is his stream gorgeous looking, I mean, it's like he, his, his streams are set up where like everything is in beautiful color. Everything looks perfect. He's going direct feed into the game itself. Jack Danger got 4 million points on Willy Wonka and blew the machine up. And so here, here's, here's what happened. I woke up at 4 a.m. I, I had all this like, oh, you know, my bummed out reaction to Joe Katz's decision to remove the audio from the clips. And then I watched Jack Danger blow up this machine. And I watched Jack Danger get to Willy Wonka's, uh, you know, the office wizard mode in which everything in Willy Wonka's office is cut in half. And I saw the mode and it is one of the coolest modes I've seen or wizard modes I've seen in pinball in which half of the LCD screen goes black and half of the play field goes dark. So the lights are only happening on one half of the play field and you have to shoot from side to side. It is magical. So I see that and I'm like, thank you, Joe Katz. Like, I think you've coded one of the coolest freaking modes in pinball history with that mode. And so what I'm here on this podcast to tell you is 
I don't know which way to go with this game. I think they have one change to make to it that would just make it work for everybody. I mean, I'm not even getting into people's complaints about mechs because I, I don't have issues with that. I think the game shoots like a dream. I think Joe Katz needs to revisit the audio with the clips. Make it work. We've seen you do it with Waz. We've seen them do it with Hobbit. We've seen Lyman Sheets do it with like thousands more clips than they're using even in Willy Wonka. It can be done. Joe, what I'm asking for is this. In those muted scenes, just add the add the voice to those scenes. I don't mind hearing, you know, Veruca Salt, you know, saying "I want it now" over and over again, or the daddy saying "Wonka, how much for the gold?" I don't mind hearing that over and over again. I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone else does. I don't think we're gonna get it. So, you know, that leaves me where I'm at right now. It leaves me in this crossroads with Willy Wonka. On one front. I think that the game is one of the best shooting games I've played in, in, a, in a long time. I, I think the game shoots great. You know, it's a mixed bag. But on the other side, I hate the way they did the clip theme integration on the game. I hate it. I hate looking up and seeing muted clips. It just feels unfinished. It feels unpolished. Okay? I've got, like, the, the music in the game, which, like, you know, it doesn't bother me that much. It's not that bad. But then I don't really get the musical songs from the film in the game. You know, when do we hear the songs actually being sung the way they are in the movie? And we don't. So it's like, in, I don't know. It's like, there's there's like always a plus and a minus with this game. And I think for a lot of us out there, you know, some people like the artwork. Some people don't like the artwork. I, I think the Playfield artwork is fine. I think the standard edition cabinet artwork is probably the worst pinball artwork on a pro cabinet I've seen in eight years, nine years, maybe ever. If you think about if you think about how good cabinet artwork has been for a really long time, that is so embarrassing that they ended up with just that. And to me, that is sort of the, the ultimate takeaway I have on all of this is why do we have to always live in a world of pinball compromises? Why can't they just go down what people want and give people exactly what they want? And it just, once again, I think this is a game in which you're going to get a polarizing response to it. I think some people are going to be yay and some people are going to be nay. And maybe that's good. Maybe that's not good. Maybe that's just pinball. Maybe, you know, you're never going to make something that satisfies everybody. And I agree with that. And I agree with that. And Joe Katz is allowed to code the game the way he wants. I'm allowed to say I don't like it like that because I love the movie and I want to see more in it. You know, and and there's going to be the JJP, like, fans. There's going to be the JJP apologists. And then there's going to be, like, the JJP haters. And it's going to be, like, a collision of all of them going uh, and and debating this game. Uh, is it a universal, you know, unanimous home run? It's not. And I think the code is the main thing that's holding it, it back. When people say the game is stripped down, there's not that much in it. Uh, I don't really agree with that when you play the game. Uh, I, I think there's a lot going on. But it just, I don't have that one thing I want to feel. That one thing I want to feel after watching all the streams and, and hearing all the responses. I just don't have that giddiness that I have to own it right now. And so, look, I'm, I'm in on the collector's edition. 
I don't even know if time is going to change anything now. If this, if it isn't the way I want it now, I don't think it's going to get there in terms of like what I'm looking for. Uh, so what does that mean? It means, well, I have a refundable deposit with Pinball Star. And that means that my money is still my money. They don't have any of it. They're, I'm not locked in to buy the game. And so, you know, I could keep my spot. I could take my money out. Right now, as it is, I don't see myself buying the game. I, I, I don't see myself saying, you know what, if I have $12,500, this is the game I'm going to go all in on. And I have a few months to finally make up my mind, but I'm starting to lean with one foot out on the game. Does that leave one foot still in? I don't know, maybe one foot's in the middle, but that's where I'm starting to lean. And I didn't want to lean this way. I, I, you, you remember how excited I was. I said there will be a Willy Wonka pinball machine in this apartment. It will be here. Uh, I just assumed that the code would go the way I thought it would go. And, and it sucks. It sucks. And I think for some of you out there, you're starting to feel something that I feel, which is once you get onto really, really good pinball machines, whether they have really amazing artwork or shots or code, it's hard to go back. It's hard to accept things that don't equal that or improve upon that. And I, I think maybe I'm spoiled with Batman 66 and then I jump on like Willy Wonka and I'm like, what is this? Like it's all over the place. Everything's crashing into everything. You know, and then I, I hear like Eric explaining the rules of Willy Wonka and my head starts to spin again. There's just something about when Jersey Jack's engineers talk about the way the games are set up in terms of structure and coding and scoring and multipliers and and this and qualifiers and multipliers and blah it just it makes my head spin and when and and they don't they need to learn how to sell these games in more layman's terms on how to get you excited to jump on it because when they start talking rule sets man i don't know about you but i just want to like open my window and jump out i could talk to you about batman and how to play the game but you got to start you got to start with the top level. Here's what you're trying to do. You're trying to put all four villains in jail and also jail the, you know the other villains in the game. And if you jail all the villains, you get the villain escape which is a wizard mode. If you jail the minor villains, you get you know to select from three different minor wizard modes. It's so easy to explain. You hit each person you know when we they just they go down this road and then it seems like every it's like it's like inside baseball. It's like these guys are coding these games for like the diehard people that are just trying to figure out how to get to mega score, mega score, high scores, qualifiers, multipliers. And it's not, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. That's not what most people are looking for. They want the movie they love to come to life under the glass. Start there, start there. It's never starting there. It's always like, it's like pinball people talking to themselves. It's not, you know, I don't know. It's just something about it. It just, I don't know, maybe I'm like just crazy today. Anyway, so that's it. That's where we're at. We have some answers. Take it for what it's worth. And I think this is going to be a game. Someone's like, who's who's chatting with me right now? I got to like figure out how to shut that off. Sorry, guys. So that's it. That's it. This has been episode 368 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Let me know how you feel. Uh, CanadaPinball at gmail.com. And I will read your responses, whether you love Wonka or don't like Wonka. I'd love to hear from you. Um, everyone, 
play the game, look at the streams. The other part is this, we're gonna be streamed out to death on Wonka. I mean, how many more streams are we gonna get before people spoil everything on the game? It's gonna happen. It's it, but you know, can't stop it now. Game's out. Once the game's out, it's 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 open season to stream it as much as possible. Everyone, have a great day. Later. Sweet, baby, baby. It's what you get. It's what you get. Look